0: God wants you back, and He'll do whatever it takes to bring you back.
1: And that's a great hope. So, we struggle in our mind, our will, and our emotions. So, here's our flesh wanting to rule, but then here's our soul. And this is where a lot of Christians get really messed up because our soul is our mind. How many of you know that can get confused? Anybody ever changed your mind on theology before? I know I have, plenty of times. Uh, Perry's changed my mind on a lot of theology. I never believed in the giants until I started hanging around him. And now I, I'm so confused, I've started believing in them now. It's like I, he's convinced me. I've never heard anybody talk so much about it. I just thought, yeah, yeah, sure, you're probably a pretty tall guy, right? No, I believe they were bigger than life now. I believe they built, the, I mean, I'm on board. I changed my mind about the Anakim. I've changed my mind because of hanging around someone that God used with Revelation to enlighten me. And that's what we do. Iron sharpens iron, and hopefully I've, I've, I will influence you to change your mind on a couple of things. But our mind gets confused and has to be renewed. Our will gets broken. How many of you had the will to do something for God, but just couldn't seem to get around to it? Anybody wanted to fast, but just couldn't get around to it? Anybody thought, I, I really need to start that early morning prayer life, but I just can't seem to wake up that, that fast. I just can't seem to do it. How many, of you, how many of you have planned to jog before and you never got around to it, right? Anybody you planned, Anybody joined the gym in January and you might as well turn it back in in February because it wasn't working out? I've done that more times than I care to admit, so I'm moving on from that one because I will definitely tell them myself. I cannot tell you how many gym, how many times I've joined the gym. Uh, let's, let's move on. Our will gets messed up. That's why we have to surrender our will to the will of the Holy Spirit. And then our emotions, I know that's never happened to you, but I've, I've had some bad emotions a few times. Anybody ever gotten, beat? anybody in this room ever been betrayed before? Boy, that's a hard one to get over, isn't it? But how many of you know if you don't, you live in a state of bitterness and you'll ruin everything around you if you don't give it up? If you don't forgive, it's more dangerous than if you do forgive. And it hurts a lot worse than if you do forgive. Forgiving is not easy, but but not forgiving sentence you to a life of bitterness and pain the rest of your life. You don't forgive to get them off the hook. You forgive to get you off the hook. You don't forgive, they may never repent for what they did to you, but if you repent, you let God serve the justice papers, not you. You take yourself out of the seat of judgment and say, "Listen, God's coming to get you for that." God said, "He'll bless who blesses me and curse who curses me." I'm giving it up because I'm putting it in the hands of the Lord, and he's going to take care of all the wrongs that my enemies have done to me. So keep in mind that in our body, we struggle with our body, soul, and spirit. Now, to understand the temple, there's a few prophetic numeric patterns that we also have to understand. Now, I'm not going to go into detail with these, but this is a fun study sometimes, and really the numbers go on and on and on, I mean, up into the hundreds and even thousands, but just for for, uh, the sake of tonight, one is the number of unity, two is the number of Jesus, he's the second man, Adam, he is the spiritual man, not the fleshly man, he's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the man in the middle on the cross, two is the number of Jesus, three is the divine signature of God, four is the number of the earth. Five is the number of grace. Six is the number of man. Man was created on the sixth day. Seventh is the number of completion and oftentimes perfection, but it doesn't always mean perfection. It does mean perfection if it's in heaven, if it's spiritual, it means completion if it's on earth. So so it's also the number of, of completion and perfection. Eight is the number of a new beginning. That is how many people were on the ark when God started the world over again. And, the, and there's many, many other verifications of that. Nine is a the gestation period, 10 is the number of new order. That's why he gives us the 10 commandments and we could go on and on and on with how God sets up divine numbers. So keep in mind that if you're going to understand the math of the temple, if you you have to understand the math of the temple in order to understand yourself and how the Holy Spirit works in your life. So keeping that in mind, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, now how many of you have ever stopped to think how much work your body does? Does. You think about if you live to be 70, 80, 90 years old, your heart never stops pumping for a split second the entire time you're alive. Look look at what it does. By the time you're 70 years of age, now you don't have to raise your hand tonight, but if you're 70 years of age, this might make you tired. Your heart has already beat two and a half billion, not million, billion times since you've been alive. Two and a half billion times your heart is beaten if just just at the age of 70 if you're beyond 70 think about how many times your heart has has beaten in that in that course of time now it's it's like a pumping machine that provides power needed for your life it carries nutrients to the brain no one can duplicate it no one can really figure it out it's the strongest muscle in the body and it's an amazing muscle that God created your body to do that now I wish that I had time to go into to dissect the heart for you and tell you all the spiritual meanings of your heart, but that would take way too long. So just keep in mind that in your body, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit because your body is set up like a temple. So let's look at a few things in the body about yourself. Here's how amazing your body is, and here's how invested God is to making you supernatural. Every time you cough, you release air at 60 miles per hour. Every time you sneeze, you release air at 100 miles per hour faster than most of your cars will drive just every time you sneeze. the human, uh, Human beings lose an average of 40 to 100 strands of hair per day, and some think even more than that, right? Let's move on. You drink 60 thousand gallons of water in your lifetime. Can you imagine that? You drink enough water to fill up a huge swimming pool in your lifetime. An individual blood cell circulates the entire body every 60 seconds. So in 60 seconds, that blood cell has been through the entire body. Well, how how far is that? Well, you have over 600 muscles in your body. Your brain is 85% water. You have 45 miles of nerves in your body. But this is where that blood vessel is going. You have 60,000 miles of blood vessels. Now, you do the math. How fast is that How fast is that blood vessel traveling? He's going 60,000 miles in 60 seconds. That's how God made you. As a matter of fact, uh, I didn't put this up here, but it's just a fun fact. Do you know that if you calculated the, the number of atoms in your body, that it is a seven with 27 zeros. 27 zeros. How many of you like to guess how many atoms there were that exploded in the atom bomb? One. One atom created the atom bomb in your body. You have seven and 27 zeros atoms in your body. Now look at Jaber and say, You're the bomb. I promise you, you are the bomb. You are hotter than you realize. You knew you were hot, but you are really hot when you realize how many atoms God has put in your body. You are the bomb. See, God made you fearfully and wonderfully. He put 72 muscles in your jaws to speak, and that's why some people are so tired. Let's just move on. <laughs> Do you know if you walk eight to 10,000 steps a day that you're going to walk 115,000 miles by the time you're 70 years old? You're going to walk, you're going to walk 115,000 miles, and that's why you think your feet are tired. Your feet have 250,000 sweat glands, and some people can prove that. (laughs) And some people's feet, this is the truth, some people's feet can produce eight ounces of sweat per day. You don't have to raise your hands. We all know who you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't have to raise your hand. Your brain sends messages out at 240 miles per hour. Your nose, get this, that little nose in your face, you didn't think it was that significant, can remember 50,000 smells. Your jaw can torque 200 pounds of pressure. Laughing lowers the stress hormones and strengthens the immune system. Six-year-olds laugh about 300 times a day. Adults laugh between 15, some less than that, 15 to 100 times per day. And we wonder why we don't feel better. How many of you know that laughter does the heart good like a medicine? That's the reason we all love to laugh. God is invested in you. But God did more than make you amazing. God didn't more than make you special, he put his DNA inside of every one of you. I remember seeing a a little sign years ago that said, uh, I'm special because God doesn't make any junk. Well, the truth is, some of you need to give yourself a lot more credit than you're giving yourself because you have been fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of a divine God. He said, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, he said there were days fashion for you, when yet there were none of them, and I've written them all down in a book. God doesn't just love you. He's made you unlike he's made anybody else. There will never be another you, and there's no one else that can take your place. There's no one else who can fill your footsteps. There's no one else who can do your ministry. God wants you. He made you for a reason, and he wants you. Can you give God praise in his house tonight?
0: I just want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners who help us take the gospel around the world and train pastors and leaders around the world. Uh, Because of you, we have been able to do so much for the kingdom and expand the kingdom of God. Uh, I was able to train over 5,000 church planters just in the country of India alone. We've worked all through Africa, as well as Europe, uh, every year I go to Romania and train pastors, and we've trained hundreds of pastors there in, in Romania. We've graduated over 3,000 pastors from programs, certificate programs, just in Central America. Uh, our teams and our, the young men and women that I've taken on the field with me, numerous uh, young ministers who I just want to give them experience and, and uh, help them to get their feet wet in ministry. We have gone around the world spreading the gospel, and none of this is possible without you. I just want to say thank you for your continued support, whether it's a one-time donation of any size or whether it is a a monthly donation that you've decided to partner with us uh, monthly. I just want to say thank you for that. And for those of you that are looking for ways to give to this ministry, because it is a good seed to sow in and we're doing things around the world, here's a screen that would tell you some easy ways that you can give to this ministry. But once again, I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart and from all of those lives that you are changing. It is my honor to be your ambassador to the world.
1: You have the DNA of God inside of you. God compares us to the temple and the fact that he even calls us stones. He says that we are built up or living stones, building this spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, 47 times in the Bible, we're told, or 47 times just in the New Testament alone, we're told that we are the body of Christ. So if God is telling you that your body's important, because not only is it important, you are building something spiritual that can only be built in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that is the message that he's trying to get you to understand. Do you realize that the word temple appears 206 times in the Bible, and you have exactly 206 bones in the human body? You can say that's a coincidence all you want, but I believe that God wants you to know that your body functions like the tipple. I'm trying to set somebody free tonight because I know what's going on in the outer court and you're beating yourself up because you can't seem to get it right. But God says he's going to use you and your spirit is going to come alive inside of you and your spirit is going to bring the gift back out to the outer court. See, you got to understand what's going on in this temple. We we bring our sins to the outer court, and then we wash ourselves, and we go inside and worship our way in. But when you get to mercy, when you get to the Day of Atonement, that is the only time the priest comes out. He comes out blood-stained because he's taken the blood from the outer altar, put it on the holy place, and now he brings something out. And that's how you win tonight. You're winning your struggle when your spirit man to new heights, and then he brings you something out to the outer man. He brings something out to your mind. He brings something back to your soul. Brings something back to your spirit. Brings something back that makes living for God more exciting than living in the flesh. And when your spirit man rises and soars, then and only then can you achieve everything that God wants you to achieve in your life. See, the, the tabernacle of God was built in fives. This is interesting. I know some of you know this already every one of these posts 5 cubits every one of these posts 5 cubits every square every piece of cloth that was cut is 5 by 5 why is the what's the purpose of that this door there's two doors but both are five by five there's a pattern of two there's a pattern of five all through the all through the, the the tabernacle if you go into the brazen altar it is five by five cubits if you go into the holy of Holies into the into the mercy seat it is five by two two is the number of Jesus five is the number of grace the only way to get to God is through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you walk through two doors Doors. Two is the number of Jesus. He said, "I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father except by me." You walk through the door. You go to five by five. You go to grace and you lay down your sins. You go to the labor and you go through five stations: the brazen altar, the labor, the candlestick, the bread of shewbread, the table of shewbread, and the altar of incense. You go through five stations and you get to mercy. It is only the grace of God that can save you, not we ourselves. And it is only the grace of God that can give you the mercy of God, which is forgiveness of all of your sins. The tabernacle was built on patterns of five. And there's so many more. I don't even have time to talk about the posts and the coverings and all of the fives that exist in the tabernacle. There's numerous fives, even in cutting covenant think about it. Five animals in cutting covenant with Abraham. If you look at those animals, they're laid because he cut three of them and he did not cut two of them at the bottom. It's a portrait of salvation. It's more than just a covenant of Abraham because God walks through it as a burning burning furnace. He walks through it as a burning torch. But what do you see there? What is the imagery? You have five animals, the portrait of grace. You have blood. Three of them have been cut in the divine signature of God. Two of them at the bottom were not touched at all. They were not cut at all. They're dead, but they weren't cut in two. That is Jesus. Four is the number of the earth in two lines, the number of Jesus. I mean, we could go on and on and on because even the covenant was a picture of grace. But not only did God make the covenant a picture of grace, not only did God make the tabernacle a picture of grace, God made you like a temple because you too are the picture of grace. Do you realize that here is your soul and spirit. This is the torso of man. This is where our spirit dwells. This is where the soul of man dwells. And from that are five appendages. Everybody say five. You have your head and in your head you have five You have five oracles in your head or five uh, orifices in your head of the first appendage. In the right side, you have what? One, two, three, four, five. On the right side, you have five. On the left side, you have five. Hopefully, on the right side of your foot, you have five more. On the left side of your foot, you have five more. What does that look like? It looks like a temple to me because it looks like a portrait of grace. The same way God made the temple in a pattern of five, God also made you in a pattern of five to show forth the grace of God. You're more than just a human in their struggle. You are made in the image of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It goes beyond that. Your hands are divided into five sections. If you look at this image, your hands are divided into five different sections. That's the portrait of grace. If you look at the Bible, on the back side of the Bible is 39 books. On the back side of Jesus is 39 stripes. On the right side of the Bible is 27 books. That would be the right side of the Bible. That is also the right hand of God where the Holy Spirit works. So you have, guess how many? Would you like to guess? I think I've got it up there for you anyway. How many bones you have in your hands? You have exactly the same number of bones bones in your hands as you have books in the New Testament. You have 27 bones in your hand. Not only that, your body it, it, your body not only has the 27 bones, that represents the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet plus the grace of God. The 22 letters represent the Word of God and there you have grace. It, what does it take for me to get saved? It takes the Word of God and the grace of God and that's the only way I get the right hand of God is when I'm walking in the Word and I have the grace of God applied to my life. But it goes beyond that. You have the skull. The skull has 22 bones. The Hebrew alphabet also has 22 bones, which is the language of the word. In John 1, he says, in the beginning was the word. Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus dies where? On the place of the skull. In Genesis 22, the same number of bones that you have in your head. In Genesis 22, Abraham is sacrificing Isaac. In Psalm 22, David is prophesying about the cross of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 22, Jesus is the revelation of the Word of God. You have 66 books in your Bible, which is 22 times the divine signature of God. God is trying to tell you that you have been made in the image of God, and your body is the temple of God. He made you like the temple of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in in Matthew 18, 2 and 3, that unless you come to God like a child. Let me read this for you. Jesus called a little child to him and said, set him in the midst of them and said, assuredly I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you will be by no means enter the kingdom of God. Notice the word converted. Unless something changes and you become like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now I understand we often look at our attitudes when we read this verse. We often look at childlike faith and humility and forgiveness and all the attributes of innocence when we look at this verse, but what if it has a deeper meaning than that? Do you realize that every adult in this room has 26 vertebrae in your body, but every child in this room has 33 vertebrae in your body because they have not fused yet together like an adult. Every child has 33 vertebrae in your body unless you become like a child. Why is that important? Because if you look at the 33 vertebrae in your body, that is the same number of years that Jesus Christ walked on this earth. He walked 33 years and did ministry on this earth, making it the timeline of the gospel. It is a bridge that bridged the Old Testament and the New Testament. It is the bridge that bridges God's work in Israel and God's work in the church. If you look at that, at that timeline, those 33 vertebrae in the back coming out of the left side you're going to see 12 ribs, 12 12 tribes of Israel. You're going to see 12 ribs coming out of the left side. If you look at the right side, you're going to see 12 ribs. What of that? That's the 12 apostles. You see the Old Testament and you see the New Testament. But what's interesting is that on the back, that only seven of those attached to the back and the front uh, uh, on the sternum bone, only seven of those. Why? Because this is God's completed work in Israel. This is God's completed work in the church, but if you take away the rest of the ribs, seven join over the heart, the completed work of God, now I've got five on each side still left. Why? Five is the number of grace. Here is God's grace for Israel. Here is God's grace for the church. But if you look at those five ribs that remain, only three of them attach in the back. Only three of them attach in the back. Why? Because that is God's divine signature That is God's work in Israel. That is God's work in the church. But if you look underneath that, there are two ribs left. And guess what? Those ribs attach to nothing. They don't attach to the timeline. They don't attach to the past. They don't attach to the future. Why? Because two is the number of Jesus. And right there in your body is the plan of salvation. Because now we see the Messiah that Israel is looking for, and we see the Messiah that the church is looking for and it's right at the very foundation of everything that's ever been built from the beginning of time but it's detached to nothing. It's fixed upon nothing. Floating ribs is what they call us because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God made you To display his work. God made you so that you would understand that the work of God is not just around you and through you. It is in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what's holding it all together? What makes all of this work? By looking deeper into the human body, you can see that it's made up of atoms but what makes these atoms move because we're a living organism those atoms are always moving those atoms are always adjusting and splitting and their cells always moving you are never the same in 1 second as you were the previous second your body is forever changing Every single second of life, your body is never the same. It will never be the same. You want to know how limitless God is? Just look at yourself, because every single second that you are alive, you are a different person. Every single second. You have never been the same person for two seconds in a row, because your body is forever changing because of the limitless power of Almighty God. But the problem with all of this is because we're moving, that God had to put a protein molecule called an adhesion molecule inside of us because it's the only thing holding it together. How do you hold a moving organism together? How do you hold all of these, this blood flow and this tissue that's constantly changing and flowing, this brain that is 85% water? What is holding this human body together? It's called an adhesion molecule. And the name of the adhesion molecule is something called laminin, and it is the rebar of of the body. It is like the very thing that holds, without the laminin the body would fall apart. Without the laminin we would just turn to mush and our bones would break because there is a special adhesive molecule that makes it all like glue stick together. Would you like to see what laminin looks like? Here is a picture of laminin. Here is a picture of laminin from a microscope and here is a picture of laminin from a diagram. The thing that holds together is something that we can sure recognize. It is the signature of God that says the only reason you're alive is because of the cross. And the only reason you can move is because of the cross. And the only thing that sustains you is because of the cross. God could have made it look like anything he wanted to. that's a real picture of in there, and that's the the, the diagram picture, and I wish I had time to break that down, because everything on that is symbolic, but we don't have time to talk about. This is a whole, we could do a whole course at ISO on all this stuff. It just, it goes on forever and forever. Would you be interested in a course like that? We may put something like that together, the anatomy
0: of the soul or something like that. We may put that together.